Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's a day to celebrate. Wouldn't it be great if I was a 1980s DJ? Man, I was born in the wrong era. Yeah, welcome back to the greatest hits of the 70s, 80s, and 90s with Josh Zepps. A great day for celebration. A day where you're getting a lot more content coming your way. Would you listen to that? Who listened to those things? Anyway, uh, celebrate today. Today, big day for the show. Big day for you if you're a fan of me and the show. And if you're not, what are you doing listening to this? Is this on in the background? Are you a child? Are you an infant whose parents are listening to this show right now? I guess there's some proportion of listeners who actually are just so hello if you're like eight there must be statistically given how many listeners we have there must be some eight-year-olds right now listening to this who are like mom and dad always listen to josh in the kitchen when they're making lunch in the morning a fairly irresponsible thing to do i should have thought given the profane language and radical ideas that are sometimes propagated on this very broadcast uh and so to those people hello and here's a little celebration music Here's the deal. Uh, this show has become more successful than I thought it would, and clearly there's an appetite for more stuff like this. So here's a little wee experiment that we're launching, which is uh, something called Substack. Don't know if you've heard of the Substack. It's very – all the kids in, like, podcast land and blog land are big on your Substack. Uh, it's uh, this independent publishing platform where people can subscribe, individuals can subscribe, and get the content that they want directly from the content producers. So we don't have to worry about publishers and networks and broadcast stations and licensees and editorial policies and whatever uh, to get in between the producer of the content and the uh, consumer of the content. Or it's more like a bilateral relationship, really. It's less of a one-way street and becomes more of an interactive thing where it's not just me vomiting myself into your ear holes, grateful as those ear holes may be, but more of a you telling me what you like and uh, me doing my best to deliver it. That's the idea behind a Substack. And uh, this week, we launch a Substack. Now, you may be one of those people who has already sent a, an email. Don't, no, more, no more need to send emails to uncomfyconvos at gmail.com unless you want to send feedback about the show. You can now go directly to Substack and just subscribe right there. Now, you don't need to pay anything to subscribe because there's a free subscription tier, and I'll explain that in a second. Uh, but go to uncomfortableconversations.substack.com, or you can Google it. Uh, here's, the, here's the thinking here. Quite apart from the fact that this gives us the ability to produce more content, and I'll get in a sec to what that content is. This is something of an experiment to see what the actual market value of what I do is if you remove people who hire and fire people in mainstream media. It's basically a way of asking you to vote on whether you think I should be free and independent or whether I should be shackled to the gatekeepers of the old school conventional media. And your vote is to either do nothing, which is fine, and continue consuming the podcast as you do, in which case I remain a part of the mainstream media ecosystem. And I suppose that is, by default, a vote from you for uh, old-school conventional media. Or if you want to vote 
for me to have the freedom for people like me who are interested in exploring the kinds of spaces that I'm interested in exploring, these kind of, I suppose I'll have to say nuanced, even though that's a bit of a taboo word now. We're not supposed to call things nuanced because it's also that word, word has become a way for uh, mostly right-wing assholes to think to claim that they're just asking questions. I'm just having a nuanced conversation, man. I'm on the one hand, like anti-Semitism is bad, but on the other hand, you know, Hitler made some good points and the Jews do own a lot of stuff. It's just nuance, bro. So that's not the way that I use the term nuance. But if you know this show, then you know what I'm up to, which is to try to have conversations with people I disagree with, with the maximum amount of generosity towards their point of view so that we can find some accommodation and avert the inevitable civil war that civilization is careening towards. And when I have conversations with people I do agree with, I at least try to find the areas in which I can encourage them to think about the way that, that our shared agreement would be perceived by people who aren't in our club and who aren't inside our echo chamber. With the goal of, I suppose, stitching together some sort of consensus about the basic facts of the world that we live in and the challenges that we face and the things that we need to do to surmount them. And this is a very fun experience. This is not, I mean, when you phrase it like that, it sounds dull. But what I'm actually up to is getting my hands dirty, having fascinating conversations with the world's most interesting people. And I want to do more of that. And I would love to do more of that with you simply voting with your feet and your wallet. No wallets will be involved yet, by the way. At the moment, this is just a gauge. This is simply a request for you to vote by going to Substack, uncomfortableconversations.substack.com, and signing up for free. There will be a few tiers to this whole malarkey, the existing podcast will remain free. You will always get one episode a week at the same rate that you've always got it, and that will always be free, and it'll have ads on it. Uh, the paid subscription, which will be at $6.99 US a month, uh, and by the way, I'm enjoying a delicious uh, caffeinated beverage right here. You can even listen to it. Now, this costs five fifty, and I buy one every day. So for $6.99, for one, oh, I can't do the maths now. What is that, 1.2 coffees? For 1.2 coffee, well, there's an exchange rate difference, so it's probably about 1.6 coffees per month. You'll be able to get no ads on the podcast ever. You'll have longer podcast episodes, and I do a little segment at the end of, the, at the end of each episode called First Date Questions, where I pepper the guest with kind of Rorschach questions, like if you had a time machine, you could go back in time, where would you go? Or like, you know, what gets better as you age, or whatever those things are. Um, from now on, those will only be available to paid subscribers. And we'll mix that up a little bit. It's not always going to be first date questions, but there will be a sort of a, you know, a 10 minute additional bonus segment at the end of every episode that you'll only get if you're a, if you're a paid subscriber, um, all subscribers, including free ones, will get a weekly newsletter with links to some of the best segments that I've done on ABC radio, directing you back to the ABC radio website. Cause I know that not everybody has easy access to the best radio segments that I do. So that will be a, a free perk regardless of whether or not you pay paid subscribers. will get at least two special kind of one of a kind bonus shows every month that we don't, that you can't find anywhere else. Like ask me anything so that you and I can sort of build a closer relationship. 
uh, between the things that you're interested in knowing about my worldview and the things that I'm interested in discussing. Um, also, the power of the Josh will be uh, an infrequent regular segment that someone suggested because they were like, we want to know about the things that you're interested in that aren't to do with culture and politics. Like, I hear that you're great at travel hacking, frequent flyer programs, and flying first class for free. How do you do that? And I was like, well, that's just the power of the Josh. They were like, we should do that as a segment. Maybe like my husband just interviews me or my producer just interviews me about some random shit. Um, so there'll be a lot of like that kind of fun outside of the box. It's not just me in a in a brain bin with another brain like talking at each other uh, kind of segments where you'll get much more of a feel for the playfulness and the overall irreverence of the show and my life. Uh, they'll, the one thing that I'm super excited about, which will happen on the Substack as well, is we will regularly deliver some of my best ever interviews from other platforms like HuffPost Live and We The People Live, my old uh, podcast. And one of the depressing vagaries of this digital age of ours is everything bloody disappears. I was looking for my classic interview, and I say that in all humility, not. It was classic. It was bloody classic. Who needs to be humble when you're responsible for something that is classic with a capital C? In fact, not just a capital C, it has a capital L as well and a capital A, but then a lowercase s-s-i-c. Classic. It was a classic interview with Russell Brand, and it became iconic. And then HuffPost gets bought by, I don't know, Globo Megacorp, some gigantic telecommunications company and they're like, this is not actually profitable for us to be keeping all this video on these servers and we need to go to be, be, be. Well, what was it costing you like nine cents a year to keep those things online? It's not doesn't doesn't align with our corporate vision. So they just wipe thousands of hours of gold. And now you go online and this is the only thing you can hear from my interview, my classic interview with Russell Brand. Listen to this one minute. Did you get mistaken for gay? Were you ever a little bit gay? Often. I've never done... You've, you've got that kind of gayness. effeminate sort of flamboyant air that is sometimes associated with that persuasion. Yeah, I mean, I did once, uh, for a television programme, when I was a crack and heroin addict, I once masturbated a man to the point of orgasm in a public bathroom, but it was for a television programme. That's exactly the kind of thing that gay people tend not to do, that closeted straight people that we were talking about before. You know, it's always what you it's find Republican senators doing. Yeah, I was homophobic. But I wasn't homophobic, I was just young and on drugs. Right. And, I, and I thought, what would happen if I do it? It just happened to be in a bathroom, because I couldn't find another gay man to do it. In a, you know, it's just, we needed someone who was going to let us film them, for heaven's sake. So, you know, obviously you you're picking from a particular strata of society yes. once you make the decision to film it. I must say it wasn't for me. I didn't really enjoy it. I am, uh, my tendency and my inclination towards women are very, very powerful. I like them very much. It's just a biological mm. urge. But like, a, for me, it's not, a, this is not the uh, arena for morality. Like, if something exists in nature and is not harmful to people that are vulnerable, then let it go. So that's Russell Brand speaking with me. The only reason why that exists is because some online gay publication ripped it back when it still did exist on a, in a server farm somewhere, and now they've embedded it in their website. But soon, sure enough, sure as the sands of time sweep over our sarcophagi, that too will be gone from the web.
Fortunately, though, dear listener, and by the way, wouldn't it be nice, a big hello to the eight-year-old children who are still listening uh, about Russell Brand masturbating a man to the point of orgasm. Uh, You've got very good parents, very responsible parents. I'm glad that they're maturing you so quickly as they make your peanut butter sandwiches uh, for lunch. Actually, not peanut butter, because they'll probably kill a fellow child who's allergic to nuts. I'll tell you what, what's happening to the world these days? Am I right? Nonetheless, I have copies of all of these fantastic uh, interviews, and I have no platform on which to release them, except for here, to you, dear listener, as regular bonus content on this show. Do you remember the interview that I did with Suey Park, the Asian-American activist who was trying to get the Colbert rapport cancelled back when Stephen Colbert played a right-wing character on TV after Jon Stewart's Daily Show, and he made fun of of an anti-Asian racist bloke. And in the satire, he ostensibly made fun of Asian people because he was making fun, he was satirising anti-Asian racism. And so this activist tries to get him cancelled and I interviewed her on HuffPost Live. Needless to say, it didn't go very well. <laughs> uh, let's let's move on, job. Jason. Uh, cancel Colbert? That's what some Twitter users are demanding after the Colbert Report put out a now-deleted tweet reading, I'm willing to show Asian community I care by introducing the Ching Chong Ding Dong Foundation for Sensitivity to Orientals or whatever. This set off a Twitter firestorm late Thursday night with people sounding off. Hashtag cancel Colbert because we really don't need another white liberal celebrity trying to justify racism. Using satire that ironically ridicules Asians is not productive for indigenous or, nor any marginalized group. White humor blows. Hashtag cancel Colbert. And the one that started it all via Suey Park. White people, please keep hashtag cancel Colbert trending until there's an apology. This is not the burden of people of color. Fix it. Do something. Joining us now is the author of that very same tweet, Suey Park. And also still with us is HuffPost politics reporter Jason Lincolns. Thanks for being with us, Suey. Of course. Thanks for having me. Why cancel Colbert? What did you hope to achieve with that? Um, Well, that's a loaded question. I think uh, it's sad, but unfortunately, a lot of times our demands aren't really met unless we have really serious asks or we generate these larger conversations. Um, Unfortunately, people usually don't listen to us when we're being reasonable. So um, I think it's really to make a statement that this sort of thing happens weekly, that um, Asian Americans are always a punchline. Um, And so I think we're just trying to make a point that people will be held accountable the next time they do these sort of things. So just to clarify the context, the tweet was related to a segment that was lampooning Dan Snyder who's the owner of a certain Washington DC football team that has a, a racist name. It was meant of to course. be it was meant to be satire. I mean, do you understand the point of satire that you say something that's intentionally absurd in order to ridicule not the people who are the target of what you're saying, but the but other people who might say it? Of course I understand satire. I'm a writer. <laughs> I think satire caters to the audience that you're speaking to. So it says something about what the audience finds humorous or acceptable when you're using those sort of jokes. And I think satire is supposed to punch up. Um, So unfortunately, he's not doing that when he draws a parallel to Orientalism to make a point about uh, Native American mascots. But isn't his point that there are lots of stupid racist people who, even in their attempt to be conciliatory on race, end up putting their foot in it and saying something dumb? I really don't think that we're going to add racism by joking about it. Like, I'm glad that the um, white liberals feel like they are less racist because they can joke about people that are more explicitly racist. But that actually does nothing to help people of color. Why, why attack a satirical attack on Dan Snyder's racism instead of just attacking Dan Snyder's racism? 
Um, well, if you're familiar with my activism or my work, I've been very vocal about uh, Native American mascots. I went to the University of Illinois for my undergraduate career. Um, we had Chief Alinawick, and I was incredibly vocal about it, and I had the same sort of backlash. Um, and that kind of backlash happens no matter what you're really attacking, whether it be, um, you know, the word oriental being used as a slur, um, yellow face jokes against Asian American people, or if I'm really just talking about Native American mascots and Dan Snyder. Um, I know I helped trend um, Not Your Mascot um, on Super Bowl night, um, to fight, you know, the name Redskins and not your Tonto. And I had the same sort of backlash. So it really isn't fair to kind of individualize these things and ask why I'm not shifting my behavior. Because honestly, if white liberals cared about really getting rid of the mascot, there's a lot they can do to help organize or get involved besides caring about their joke. So for them, it's not really about whether or not um, the Redskins exist or whether or not racism is over. It's really about them feeling like they can't have fun anymore and feeling entitled to be able to laugh at things that aren't really funny. Jason, uh, part of the whole the whole gag here is the use of the term Orientalism, which is such a weird, old, loaded like it's just it's a stupid, stupid uh, word. But, but to get upset about that about the use of that word when it's in a satirical context strikes me as misguided. I want to take a look though at a tweet which uh, Colbert Report has uh, has tweeted out. It says, for the record, oh, wait, at Colbert on. Report me, is not as a white controlled... man. You don't really hang, hang on, hang on, hang on, Sui, I'll come to you in just a sec. Uh, for the record, Colbert Report is not controlled by Stephen Colbert or his show. He is at Stephen at home. Sorry for the confusion. Colbert himself has. Responded to some of the criticism on Twitter. Hashtag cancel Colbert. I agree. Just saw at Colbert Report tweet. I share your rage. Who is that though? I'm Stephen at home. Uh, Sui, you were just going to jump in. Uh, yeah, I was going to say that I feel like it's incredibly patronizing for you to paint these questions this way, especially as a white man. I don't expect you to be able to understand what people of color are actually saying with regards to cancel Colbert. He has a history of Sui, making jokes. Sui, being a white man doesn't, give, doesn't prevent me from being able to think and doesn't prevent me from being able to have, uh, have thought, reasoned perspectives on things. I, don't, I, I didn't give I know, up, I didn't give up totally my right to be able to have an intellectual conversation when I was born. I know, but oh, well, well, white men definitely feel like they're entitled to talk over me. They definitely feel like they're entitled to kind of minimalize my experiences and they definitely feel like they are somehow exempt and so logical compared to women who are painted as emotional, right? No, no one's minimalizing your your experiences. No one's minimalizing your right to have an opinion. It's just a stupid opinion. I mean, it's it's a it's a misunderstanding of what of what you satire just called is. It's my opinion stupid. You just <laughs> called my opinion stupid. That's incredibly unproductive, and I don't think I'm going to enact the labor of having to explain to you why that's incredibly offensive and patronizing. Explain. I just told you I wouldn't enact that labor. Okay, thanks for being with us, Sui. Jason, what do you make of this? I, I don't know. I just I've, I've, uh, I I just was informed by uh, a young woman that I actually don't have uh, the right or the occasion to say anything on this matter. So I suppose I will decline. True. Out of respect Good for Good point. Her. Good point. As a white man, you're not allowed to have any beliefs. Uh, thanks for being with yeah. us, Jason. Great to talk to you. Sure thing. Stay tuned. <laughs> Plenty more conversations coming up right here on Half First Life. So that wasn't exactly my finest moment, I don't think. Uh, nonetheless, I do look back on it now from the perspective of the kind of culture wars right now and what is and isn't possible in the mainstream media. And I sort of shake my head at my own audacity, for better or worse, at even getting into that conversation in the first place. Would I do it now? Would I have that conversation today? Could you have that conversation today? In a mainstream media outlet? On my radio show for the public broadcaster? I mean, 
would I get censured? Would I get fired? A white man telling a woman of color that her opinion about racism is stupid. It's almost inconceivable. But the reality is, her opinion was stupid. And if anything, in the intervening years, we're doing a worse and worse job at being able to be clear about what's stupid and what's not. I don't think you have a monopoly on understanding bigotry just because you come from a minority. Like, you can certainly articulate to me your lived experience, which I'll never understand. I will never understand what it's like to walk through a majority white society as an Asian woman. But she will never understand what it's like to walk through a majority straight society as a gay man or to walk through a majority secular society as someone of Jewish heritage, as an anti-Semitic society, as someone of Jewish heritage. There are all kinds of things that all of us go through that we don't understand. And our ability to converse with each other about a common human experience rather than our own kind of possessive victimization where we're each trying to trump each other with the more unique and more special form of victimhood. Our ability to stitch together this kind of fabric of common dialogue and common humanity is becoming increasingly eroded, and the mainstream media is not helping because it's making it harder and harder to call bullshit. This is where your vote comes in. This is where I'm asking you to join me, to go to uncomfortableconversations.substack.com and simply enter your email and subscribe. There's no, as I say, no money is changing hands at the moment. So here's what's going to happen. There's a free tier. The free tier will always give you access to a weekly newsletter and to like comment threads and comment boards if you want to chat about the, it basically makes you part of the community, right? There'll be ongoing conversations about each episode of the podcast you'll have an online online access to my Substack and to the conversations that are happening there. And you'll be able to shout at me if you wish to, which apparently many of you do. And also compliment me and discuss, discuss what some of the guests have said. And you'll get that weekly newsletter, which will direct you, which will have it all in one place, the easiest way for you to access some of the best audio content that I put out during the week, much of which, of course, is not on this show. I mean, I host three hours of radio every single day. So some portion of that, all of the highlights, will go up on the ABC website and the ABC Listen app. And unless you're an extremely diligent Joshophile, you are missing all of that. So the weekly newsletter gives you a way of getting all of that uh, and directing you to the best bits of Josh every single week in a single click. That's all free. That will always be free. That's all I'm asking you to sign up for now. Then the paid subscription... $6.99 a month or $69 a year. (laughs) He said $69. How Elon Musk of me. That is where you'll get all of the bonus content. At least another couple of episodes every month. Uh, The the longer podcast episodes, the no ads, the ask me anything, the power of the Joshes, the archived We The People Lives, the archived HuffPost Lives, all of that stuff comes with $6.99. But here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. 
you're going to get all of that for the first two months while we're trying to iron out some kinks and find our feet and figure out what we're doing. All of that on all of the free subscription levels as well. All right, open your boxes. Open your boxes. One, two, three. That's right. Everybody gets a car. You all get it. You're going to get everything for the next two months. Quickly, go to uncomfortablecompensations.substack.com. Quickly, quickly. You got to, you got to, you got to, oh God. I would be so bad when I shut up. Cut the music off. Shut up. Uh, I would be the worst 1980s DJ. Uh, you get a car. You get a car. So quickly, go. See that? See the sense of urgency that I created just there? This is what they teach you in marketing school. In my brain, I've never been to marketing school, but in my brain, they go, you know what you need to do? You need to tell people uh, to to go, you should play some peppy music. And I'd go, what kind of peppy music? And they'd go, um, how about Cool and the Gang? And I'd go like this. And they'd go, yeah, yeah. And then over the music, you should say, go to uncomfortableconversations.substack.com and sign up now. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all that free stuff coming your way. The next two months, you'll be charged zero dollars. All tiers get all the benefits, all the bonus episodes for everybody, even on the pre tier. I'm really tempted to just let the song run and just never say anything else for the rest of the episode. And you'll just be sitting there going, hmm, it's been a couple of minutes of the song now. Is, this, is Josh coming back? Is that it? And then the song just ends. And then I'd put on about 10 minutes of just dead air. You go, is he come? Was that it? Is that, was that the whole Substack launch? And then you just left us with the song. And then after 10 minutes, I just find another song. And you go, oh, is he doing, now he's got, is this, I'm so excited? I get it. Josh is saying that he's so excited to be launching a Substack. But are we going to hear from Josh again or is he just now are we just now getting a long succession of loosely themed tracks about how excited he is and how he's celebrating. See that would be good, but that would alienate you and be sort of self-indulgent uh, and I'm not going to do that to you. Uh, anywho, I think you get the you get the gist now. You get the contours of what we're on about. Uh, go to uncomfortableconversations.substack.com uh, and just enter your email and subscribe. Uh, if you have already sent an email, as I said, to uncomfyconvos at gmail.com saying, can you subscribe me? Don't worry. You don't have to do that. But this week you should receive your initial subscription emails and your welcome emails and all that sort of stuff as it rolls out over the course of the week. If you don't, then something's gone screwy at the back end and you should probably just subscribe uh, again. Um, as I say, this is not just to get all of the benefits, but the benefits will be substantial and overwhelming and fantastic for the next two months. I mean, this is a great summer. This will be a great summer treat if you're in the Southern Hemisphere and a lovely winter treat if you're in the Northern Hemisphere to have a lot more content from me and all of it free. So you might as well at least get that. 
Um, and it's not like by subscribing, you're automatically, you're going to have to enter your credit card information now and then automatically get enrolled and you have to, you're going to have to come back and desubscribe or something. Or like, it is none of that nonsense. It's just, I'm giving it all to you regardless of the tier that you sign up for. So if you want to go all in now and start paying money, then that's fantastic and I appreciate it. But don't feel any obligation to do that at all. All we're trying to do now is just get a sense of like what is the what is the pool that we're talking about here? Like how many votes am I getting? I'm basically running for class president and I'm asking for your vote. And all you have to do to vote is to go to uncomfortableconversations.substack.com and subscribe. And that's simply a way of saying, yeah, I'd kind of like to live in a world where I'm not governed by traditional media gatekeepers and where I'm not governed by social media algorithms. Where I'm voting directly for the media outlets and the media people who I think are doing a fair dinkum job, as we would say in Australia, who I think are legit and are trying to to do the best. And if you think that's me, then enter your email at uncomfortableconversation.substack.com. And if you don't, then what are you doing listening to this stupid podcast? Uh, too many shows these days are afraid I believe they're afraid of angering censorious conservatives. They're afraid of angering woke bullies. I don't think I am, but I'm limited in my ability to really get out there as long as I'm in the conventional media ecosystem. And this is just an experiment to see whether or not it's possible to depart that system. And you are the person who has the power to make that decision. Uh, so that's the initial pitch. Essentially, I want you to vote for a world in which gatekeepers don't control what you hear. I want you to vote against the groupthink that we get from so much mainstream media. I want you to vote against the snark that you get from social media. I want you to vote for a world that is less toxic and less judgmental and less insane. I want you to vote for a world that's more rambunctious and more enlivening and more enlightened. And I get that you have a an infinite number of choices of what to support. If you already support people on Substack, then I'm sure there are a bunch of great things that you're already paying for. The only difference here is that you're choosing to essentially free an honest broker like me from having to kowtow to big media money. It's You're voting for essentially a transition. And at six ninety nine, I think that's a bloody bargain. At zero dollars for the next two months, it's a no brainer. Pull out your phone right now. Go on. Pull out your phone. Pull out your phone. Uncomfortableconversations.substack.com. Just subscribe. Get two months of amazing bonus content that you can't get anywhere else for any price for free. And submit a vote. This is your vote that says you like this show. Do it now. I'm going to go and walk away and give you three minutes and 20 seconds of a song about how today is the greatest day of my life. See you next week.
Conversations is produced by Stefan Postuma. Follow me, Josh Zepps, on Twitter and Instagram for all the latest. May your day be fruitful, your mind humble, your enemies generous, and your conversations perfectly, sparklingly, delectably uncomfortable.